We're going to be talking about these house rules for the next few weeks, all right? While we're in this series that's called, called, all right? The series is called, called. And that's going to be kind of confusing for me to get used to a little bit, but we're talking about being called, all right? And in fact, this is a whole church, uh, church-wide thing that we're doing Children's ministry, they're going to do a similar series. Junior high and high school, we're doing this called series. The adults are doing a series called Kaleo, which is just Greek for called, all right? And we're going to talk over the next six weeks about what it means to be called by God, all right? But before we get into that, because tonight's the first night of junior high small groups, I want to give you guys some reminders and maybe... If you're in seventh grade, uh, maybe this is the first time you, you're hearing these things, but I want to offer you guys some encouragement and also lay down some ground rules so that you guys understand what we expect of you here, okay? How many of you guys did Kids Core? Have done Kids Core, all right? A lot of you guys. So if you're used to Kids Core on Tuesday nights, this looks totally different, right? This is, girls, listen up. This is totally different than Kids Core, right? How many of you guys went to the outlet for fifth and sixth grade? A lot of you guys? Okay, so our worship services look a lot different. And your small groups, when we get into them in a little bit tonight, those are going to look a lot different too. Now, eighth grade girls, you guys have had a year of experience in here, right? Would you guys say that junior high is a lot different than when you guys were in fifth and sixth grade? All right. Now, do you guys know why it's different? Because you're older. You guys are growing. Exactly. We expect more from you guys, and you guys can do more and learn more. And in junior high, this is two years of you really taking your faith on your own, all right? And so this looks a lot different because we're asking you guys to step up to the plate, step up to the next level in your relationship with Christ. You girls, would you guys say that that's the case, that's how we do things here, right? We kind of challenge you guys to step up, yeah, all right? So, if you're new, or maybe as a reminder, we're challenging you guys to be respectful during worship. That means you're engaging in worship. You're not talking to the people next to you. We're not running around because we're playing space invaders in our head or whatever, okay? We don't get up and walk around randomly. We expect you guys to be mature enough to sit at a table and pay attention Stand during worship, respect the setting that we're in. And so this year, you're going to hear us say that phrase a lot. You might even hear Bradley in the middle of a worship song say, hey guys, I need you guys to respect the setting right now. You might hear me from the stage stop and say, I need you to respect the setting that we're in right now. Okay? And basically what we mean by that is that there are different parts of our services and we expect you guys to be able to handle what we're doing. So during games and fun times, we expect you guys to have a ton of energy, have a ton of fun, right? But then when it's time for worship, we expect you guys to be able to engage and respect the worship setting. And then when it's time for our message, I expect you guys to be able to respect me and the teachers that are up here, respect the people around you. And then when we go into our small groups, I expect that you're going to be able to respect the other people in your group, okay? We got that? All right. So... That's my encouragement for you guys, all right? The house rules, grab a bookmark. I'm not going to talk about them tonight, but take a bookmark with you. Put it in your Bible. Take it home with you, okay? These are just five. They're not even rules. 
They're just things we do here in North Point Student Ministries, and it helps us do what we do well, okay? But tonight, I want to talk to you guys about being called, all right? Have any of you guys ever um, tried out for uh, either a sports, like a sport you got any of you guys tried out for a sport? All right. I would imagine that many of you have. Or how about like you tried out for some like theater thing or choir or anything like that? Yeah, like something drama. All right. Zeke, you do CMT, right? Don't be shy. You love to be on stage. All right. He's bashful when he's in the crowd, but then he blooms when he's on stage. We should get you a sweater that says that. <laughs> right? Okay, so if you've done that, if you've tried out for like a sport or you've tried out for a play or a choir or anything, you guys know what it's like to get a call back, right? Maybe the coach calls you and says, you know, hey, I'm really going to need your, ta your talent out there on the field, right? Sam, you know, because you're a soccer star. So everybody calls and says, hey, Samuel, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you, bud. All right, I liked what I saw, okay? I feel like you're going to bring the thunder this year, all right? <laughs> right? Or I remember, because... Uh, in high school, um, I always wanted to do theater, but I was, too, I was too nervous to try out for any of the, like, plays or anything. Uh, boys, why don't you guys respect the setting and turn around and face me, all right? Because that's what we're doing right now. So you guys obviously missed the encouragement that I spent five minutes on. Um, so when I was in high school, I wanted to do theater, but I was too scared to try out. Because why are we scared to, to like, try new things? Because we're afraid that we're going to fail right? I was afraid that I was going to get up in front of people and I was going to be, like, humiliated. That everyone was at the audition was going to be better than me, and I knew I was going to, like, there were some auditions that I knew I'd have to sing for, and I was afraid I wasn't going to be good enough. And, and, and so finally, my senior year, I decided, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to try out for the fall play, because I don't want to have any regrets. No regrets, Right? So I go and I audition for the fall play. It was called The Matchmaker, all right? Yeah. I don't know why in high school theater they like to do a lot of love stories. It's so weird. But anyways, it was called The Matchmaker, and I went and auditioned, and I was just like hoping that I would get, you know, that I would go and see like, see the, the director would post what's called the cast list to the theater window, you know, when it was done. Zeke, you know what I'm talking about? You get the cast list posted, right? And I was just hoping that I was going to walk up and see my name, A.J. Bowser, and then at, at least it would say, like, man in shadow, you know? <laughs> Tree number four, something like that. Like, I was like, just anything, because I wanted to do a good job. And you know what? There it was, A.J. Bowser, Barnaby Tucker. That means nothing to you guys, but that was an important part. I got to play the funniest part in that play. And all of a sudden, you know, no, 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 I don't, I'm not telling you guys that's for you to clap. But all of a sudden, what happened was I felt called to something important, and that gave me identity. See, all of a sudden, as soon as I saw my name on that list, I had people that I didn't know coming up to me and being friends with me. I was Barnaby. You know what was really cool about that? It was my best friend actually played that same role at, uh, at, what's the, oh, Roosevelt, his high school. So we both played Barnaby, so it was pretty cool. But 
But it was awesome because all of a sudden I've got this identity and I feel called to something greater and I'm part of this group, this family, and I'm so excited because now I'm something. Have any of you guys ever experienced a feeling like that? Where you try something, you want something so bad, and then you get called to it and somebody says, you're good enough, and now your identity is found in that. That's happened to me other times in my life. See, then when I got older, I actually ended up, um, my senior year, I did a few plays and stuff, and then I was so hooked, I like caught the bug that I went to college. Uh, I was a musical theater major for three weeks. Three weeks. It wasn't my fault. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. I got bronchitis. It's like a really bad sore throat. I got dropped from all my classes. That's neither here nor there. I eventually went back to college for a little bit. Um, But then, years later, I got a phone call from a guy named Eddie. Hey, AJ, I want to talk to you about something. I met with this guy, Eddie, and he offered me a job here at the church. And all of a sudden, someone has called me to something, and I found identity in that. And as soon as I took the job here at the church, I realized this is it. This is what I was made for. God has created me for this. I was called to this. And in this series, what we want to talk to you guys about is that we were all called by God. All right? That's why it's called called. Because we've all been called by God to something. Later in this series, as we walk through the next few weeks, we're going to talk about all the different things that we are all called to. There's, they're called the purposes, all right? But tonight, I just want to give us an introduction and explain to you guys that we have all been called. So don't sit there thinking that some people are called by God and others are just meant to live a boring, nothing life. We're all called by God. In fact, we see this, guys and girls, in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, check this out. As he, he's talking about Jesus, as he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and his brother, Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, Jesus told them, and I will make you fish for people. Which is kind of weird, but I'll explain. Go to the next slide. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. See, we see you guys, if, if you've grown up in church or if you've spent much time in church, you've probably kind of heard this story where Jesus sees these guys and he goes, come on, I'll make you fishers of men. Have any of you guys heard that before? I'll make you fishers of men. And basically what Jesus is saying is your identity, because here, here's the deal. This is why he talks about fishing. Do you know why he told them that he would make them fishers of men? Because they were fishermen. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of obvious, right? He was speaking in a language that they understood. And in fact, up until that point, their identity was wrapped up in that. See, if you were to go to any of those guys, Peter, Andrew, James, or John, and say, 
who are you? And they would probably say, I'm Peter, a fisherman. And Jesus is saying, no, I'm calling you to a new identity. He says, come with me. I'm calling you to something new. He's going to change their identity. Just like when I was in high school, I had this identity of just this guy that was scared, right? I was scared to try something, but then I finally did it, and my identity changed. My identity changed when I got a call to come apply for a job here at the church. See, Jesus calls us to a new identity. So the first thing that we talk about calling, guys, that you need to know when we talk about calling, number one, what you need to know is that we all are called, and our first calling is to follow Jesus. Our first calling is to follow Jesus. You can fill that in on your outline. Our first calling is to follow Jesus. So often, fill that in and then hear me out, okay? We in the church for a long time have used the word calling wrong. You guys might not have heard this, but I guarantee your leaders probably have. Someone has asked them, what are you called to? Bradley, has anyone ever asked you that? Josiah, yeah. And it's used as if there's some magic moment where God comes down and goes, Bradley, here's what your job is going to be for the rest of your life. Do you feel that way? You feel like sometimes people use that? Like when they say, what are you called to? What they're actually saying is, what's going to be your job for the next 50 years? I would, yeah, I mean... Okay? But really what I want you guys to understand is that we're all called. You don't have to be like in seventh grade going, I think God wants me to be a marine biologist. Pretty sure that's what I'm called to. Because sometimes we don't know what our job is going to be. We don't know how our life is going to turn out. But what we do know is that our first calling is to follow Jesus. That one's not up for debate. Every single one of us Every single one of your friends that don't come to church, God is calling out to them saying, come to me. I'm calling out to you. Our first calling is to follow Jesus, and then our next calling is to join his family. Then we're called to join his family. That's your next fill-in. We're called to join his family. See, those guys that Jesus met as they were fishing, he called out to them and he said, what was the first thing he said? Come and follow me, right? But then all of a sudden, all those people that are following Jesus found themselves in a group, right? Because if you're all following the leader, you're all with each other, right? Does that make sense? If I were to tell this group right here, of girls in front of me. Hey, girls, if, you guys, if I were to tell you guys, hey, stand up, all of you follow Julia, you're all going to go the same direction Julia goes, right? Right? And that's the same thing with these guys, was Jesus said, follow me, and when they started to follow him, they were all together. And we call that God's family. That's basically what the church is, right? That's basically what the church is. We're called to join God's family, now, that can be difficult sometimes. Because some, one thing we noticed in that passage in Matthew, 
If we were to look back, it says that there's these guys, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and they were in a boat with their dad. What does it say happened when Jesus called out to them? They left their and their nets. Exactly. They left their own dad to follow Jesus. Sometimes people are called to, we, we're called to leave our family. If our families aren't following Jesus, we're called to follow Jesus. That might mean that we have to go with him. Now, you guys in junior high, does that mean you guys are allowed to tell your parents, I don't have to listen to you anymore, I just listen to Jesus? No. It does not mean that. But it means that the way that we live our life should point those other people to follow Jesus also. Right? Sometimes we have to leave things behind when we choose to follow Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4 says, Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I want you guys to underline the part that says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. We're called, in order to join God's family, we're called to leave behind our old life. That might mean friends. That might mean I don't know, hobbies, things that we used to do. We might realize, like, oh, those don't lead me any closer to God, right? Okay, so a couple more fill-ins, because I want to just give you guys an idea of where we're going with the rest of this series, all right? So call, uh, called, we're talking about this word called. Um, I said that the adults, their series is called kaleo, which just means called out, okay? It's the same, basically the same word. Um, and also, another word that we might talk about this series is this word ecclesia, all right? It's going to come up on the screen. Ecclesia, all right? And ecclesia means to be called out, all right? To be called out or to be called into a group. But then you can see on the screen that that's also where we get the word church. I'm not going to explain to you, like, because I don't know how we got church from Ecclesia, but it's there. All right? But basically what it's saying is that we're called out to be in this group, and then that's kind of how we got the name the church. All right? That's how we got that idea. But basically, the church is a group of people that are called to, as a family, follow Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah? All right. Last couple passages, guys. Ephesians chapter 2 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of, ahead of time for us to do. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, and then the last verse, so then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. See, guys, once we, knew, once we know about Jesus, it starts by that other passage we read says, so now you've heard about Jesus, throw off your old 
life. And then this passage starts telling us, because we found this new life, we are God's workmanship. We've been created to do good things. And so where I want to leave you guys with tonight is we've all been called to follow Jesus. We've all been called to join his family. And then over the next few weeks, the last thing that we're going to talk about is that we've all been called for a purpose. You were called for a purpose. Now, Zeke, your purpose, if we were to fast forward to the end of your life and then look back, your purpose might look different than mine, right? The way you lived it out. You might become probably a famous actor. Or a pilot. What does it mean? Someone that flies a plane. Or Talon, you might become a what? A librarian. Or you might, what? Become a professional volleyball player. I don't know. But no matter what our job is, when we look back at the end of our life, we should all have lived out the same exact purpose. And that purpose is to follow Jesus and be a part of his family. Does that make sense? So for the rest of our time tonight, you guys, I'm going to excuse you guys into your small groups. Boys, listen up. I'm going to excuse you guys into your small groups. And you guys are going to continue to talk about what does this look like to be called, right? Do you feel like God has called you to anything? Are there things you've had to leave behind because you want to join God's family? You guys are going to talk about those kinds of things, all right? So I'm going to pray, and then don't go anywhere because I'm going to tell you guys where your groups are meeting. So don't go anywhere, all right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. God, we love you so much. And uh, Man, Jesus, we just, we're so thankful that we get to be here, that we get to uh, be starting a new year of small groups. We love um, just spending time here in this place and with each other. I pray for each of these groups this year uh, that we would grow in relationship with each other uh, and in relationship with you. So, um, God, we love you. Be with these groups. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.